指輪に願いを込めてそれがあなたの力になる Everyone and welcome to Friend Request, a podcast where we talk about characters and relationships in video games. I'm Colin Detmar from Scanline Media, and I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media.、Uh, and this week we have、um, Jen has brought、uh, a pair of characters, but I've brought a game.、Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I I don't like. So there are a couple of reasons that I have brought a game. The game is、uh, Blue Reflection. It is a a JRPG that released on the PS4 like. Two weeks ago, maybe,、um, and part of the reason I've brought a game rather than characters from that game is because I don't want to spoil. Right? Like this game just came out; it'd be real crummy of me to come on here and talk about the arc of characters in the game. But the other thing is, this game is kind of the like the best example of everything we talk about on this podcast. Relationships are the entire point of this entire game, which is why I wanted to take. The, my segment to shout this game out.、Um, in Blue Reflection, you are playing a high school girl who used to be a,、uh, well, in fact, was until extremely recently like a prestigious、uh, ballet dancer. She was headed towards an amazing future as a professional ballet dancer, and then she got a leg injury, and she's never going to do ballet again. So now she's trying to make the transition into being a normal student, and she's very depressed. And during this transition,、uh, she gains. Magical girl powers. Now, it has to be a game. It has to keep you th- keeps things interesting. The thing that I love so much about this game is the magical girl stuff. Isn't like oh, there's the social stuff, and then there's the magical girl stuff, right? That's like that's what Persona does, right? It's like there's the there's the school stuff, and then there's the you know demon dimension, and sometimes they interact with each other, but they're mostly different things. Um, they're completely inseparable in this game because like. The monster, kind of like in Persona, the monsters you fight are representations of like problems people are having. But it's not like people get kidnapped or there's no great villainy. Like、uh, an early encounter you will have is that、uh, you are someone comes to you and asks you for re-、uh, relationship advice because there's a boy that they have a crush on and they want to confess to them, and you give them bad advice and they get upset, which creates a monster that you fix by you go and you fight the monster. And after beating the monster, you get a better understanding of how they felt and give them better advice. The whole point of this entire game, in every element of it, is about relationships, is about interactions, and is about like consideration to other people. And I just, I really want to encourage people who are the sort of people who would listen to this podcast.、Um, this game has a lot of rough edges, but it's really something special. That sounds really cool. How far along are you in it? I'm only a couple of hours in, and I want to play a lot more. It is,、um, it's actually pretty forgiving. Like I was、um, put off partially because there's just a whole bunch of st- stuff in you know video games this year. I've just got so many it, plates to juggle, but I want to make this one a priority. And the other one was that I thought this would be way more of a grind than it has been so far. Because it's a JRPG, and I was like, okay, so I know how these go. I'm just gonna waste a lot of my time, and really hasn't so far.、Um, the combat's really forgiving.、Uh, it seems like it refunds your health and your MP at the end of every fight, so you don't have to worry about like you know going back to heal and stuff. It just 
lets you move through the game and you get these really sweet interactions because your character uh was just dedicated to ballet for so much of their life and now they're kind of having to learn to be a, a like a normal person there's a point where a friend is teaching you how to text and you're like <laughs> you're just coming off kind of abrasive and confused and they're like we need to teach you like texting etiquette it's just it's really it's a really sweet game did um, she have someone text for her before I'm sorry? Did did she have someone that was a dedicated texter for, for her before, back sh- when she was hot shit? I think she just didn't bother. I mean, like, why would she text you? You know, she, she talked, like, you know, she talked to her ballet instructors and stuff, which I don't think she probably did via text. And then, like, just people her age she wasn't friends with because she was too focused on, on ballet. Huh, um, okay. It's, you know, it's she is a, a character that is sort of realizing like she had this this you know obsession this unhealthy obsession that was her entire life and now it has forcibly been taken away from her and that's a source of depression but she's also becoming a healthier person it's a it's a very nice story so far nice and uh yeah i just i think people should check it out uh if you are the sort who would listen to this podcast i think you will you will appreciate what this game has to say in basically every element you know i'll probably end up checking it out at some point once you're i are you playing on PC or? No, no, I'm playing on uh, PS4. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I might check it out when it's price drop or something then. Yeah, yeah. There was some initial uh, scuttlebutt around like some some I don't know forum person, official forum person for for Atlas said like, oh, there's uh, it has lo- it runs at a lower resolution on PC, and it turns out they just didn't know what they were talking about. So don't worry, the PC <laughs> version is fine. Okay. So what is your, uh, what did you bring for us today? So I wanted to take a brief detour back to Night in the Woods again. I know we did a podcast about that around the time when it came out, but, uh, I figured it'd be nice just to talk about, uh, Angus and Greg again, the, um, two of May's best friends that go along on your spooky journeys together. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Angus is this very put together, scholarly bear like he has these round glasses that you can never see his pupils from this little bowler hat and a sweater vest and he's generally the common sense of the group he'll he'll typically pull the group out of nonsense or protect greg from doing anything completely terrible meanwhile his boyfriend greg is this Fox that's wearing this leather biker jacket works at a knockoff 7-Eleven. He gets into fights, just goofs around, put, puts cups on his ears, and is always down to get up to some mischief. Even, even if it gets them into trouble sometimes. <laughs> like, no one... Greg is the only one I would know that... Uh, would get into knife fights with their friends. That 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 generally seems like something you would not do with friends. Yeah. And the two of them, in some ways, cannot be any more different because one of them's super buttoned up. The super buttoned up. The other one is freewheeling. Would probably always willing to ditch work any chance he can get, and uh, even goes through the stock of the fluorescent bulbs that they keep within the back room but uh the two of them work really well together because 
there's this inherent sweetness to them that they're willing to drop anything just to be together or just sit together on a couch holding hands. It's really cute. And uh, they also tend to share a bit of trauma, though they're never one to admit that to either... They're not one to admit that to... They would never admit that to each other. Like, you only find this out when spending one-on-one time with them, but Greg is more or less aware that he is a troublemaker with very few job prospects and is worried that he's not good enough for Greg. Like, he's worried that he's holding Greg back and uh, making his life worse overall. And when you're playing as May, you basically have to... Can you you convince him that no, the two of you work really well together, and Greg Ayn and Angus is pretty much head over heels in love with you, and will do whatever to help you out of any situation. While Angus has a bit of a rough history, in his childhood, his father would constantly beat him, and his mother would not only prevent him from eating but she would lock him in a pantry and slam the door in such a way that the pantry items would fall on top of his head. During that time, he tried to communicate through psychic powers to his neighbors, but when that never, ever worked, he quickly realized that that wasn't really a thing, and he ended up becoming an atheist of sorts, but he still... He still seems to believe, even though he doesn't believe in a higher power, he does believe in the inherent goodness of others, or at least the people that he knows. Like, Mm -hmm. I forget the exact line, but at some point you and him are looking up at the stars, and he basically says that he trusts, he doesn't trust what's up there, but what's down here. I believe in a world that doesn't care and people that do. Exactly, yeah. And that's such a beautifully truncated and perfect sentence that describes someone who has been dumped a number of terrible hands before, but always manages to connect with people who enrich his life. And he knows deep down, and even though he never says as much to... Greg, at least not when you're around, it's clear that the two of them lift one another up because they believe in each other and their ability to get out of any situation, no matter how scary it is. From poverty to supposed ghosts, essentially. <laughs> I feel like one of the interesting things, like it's it's commented in the game. Um, you play the the mayor, the player characters is uh May Borowski. And she, uh, like, the way she comports herself through that game is, like, she's the player character, and she very much acts like the player character, right? And there's a moment where she's talking to uh, B, and B is like, yeah, it seems like you think you're sort of like the, the glue that holds this group together. You're not. It's It's Angus. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that, like, 
I don't know. This is like I like this. I like the characters. I like the story, and I like the writing. And this is not a criticism of that. But like part of the reason it hit for me when Greg was like, "I don't know what Angus sees in me. I don't know why he's with me," is on a personal level. I was just kind of like, "Yeah, I don't either." <laughs> <laughs> like I like Greg, but like Greg's kind of a shifty dude, and Greg like Greg is kind of a, a mess, and it's really sweet that they're together. But also, it is kind of like it is like a lot of the relationships I think you see in real life, where you're like. I don't want these people to split up, but there is a part of me that has to acknowledge like, yeah, Angus could do better. Angus is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, Angus could totally do better, but there's something about Greg's particular kind of brokenness that really speaks to Angus's own troubled childhood and the way that he steers Greg in the right direction, I feel like is almost making up for the trauma he experienced himself like he's writing the wrongs in his life by helping out this person who's incredible to him Mm -hmm. and i think like to be clear when i when i use the language do better i'm using it i'm using it with an awareness right like i don't like that can be a kind of that could be a pretty shitty thing to say what i mean to say is angus is like Angus is accepting a person who's kind of a mess and like Angus is a a pretty like Angus would be quite a catch but it's like they have something special and that's amazing and you can't take it away from them it's not like it's a relationship out of like well you know we both just this is such a natural fit it's just sort of like no we just really like each other it's just like against against the odds and and what you might think of as circumstance it's just like no this is this is the right one so it's it's really sweet. I really enjoy their their relationship in that game too. Yeah, it's one of the more it's one of the more respectable queer relationships in gaming in general because they don't try to do anything too tragic with it. They're just two people who have even though they've had a rough childhood, they are both incredibly close with one with one another and nothing tragic happens to either one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode of Friend Request. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play if you want to give us a rating or review there. You could also tell a friend. We try and keep the podcast nice and, and bite-sized so it's easy for you to recommend. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Krista Lee for use of her track Hearts Burning Bright off of her album Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. You can find that album and others of hers at opoorpup.bandcamp.com if you want to purchase them. Uh, we are part of Scanline Media. If you want to go to scanlinemedia.com, we have more podcasts as well as articles and some videos uh, covering various you know, video game-related subjects and occasionally other media. And if you want to help us cover more things, you could go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Any, uh, anything you chip in there will help us cover more stuff. If you have questions or comments you want to send, any feedback, uh, you can send that to our Twitters. Um, I'll, we can say them. It's six two six four for me and JBU three for for Jen. But you should really. There are links in the in the podcast notes. It's much easier than typing as we say it. So just use those links. Uh, thanks so much, folks. We'll see you next time. Good one. Good one.